Welcome everybody. Welcome everybody to the daily intimacy. There's a little uh, digital woman on here. She started talking to me yesterday. Recording in progress. Um, yes, this is true. So welcome everybody. Really nice to see you. I'm really excited this morning. I already did my celebration dance that uh, we've been here for 14 months and that is awesome. And who knows what's coming? I mean, I have some inkling of some things that are coming, but you know, who knows? As I uh, said before, I will check in with myself about this again, you know, sometime over the summer and, and see if it's calling me back to it. But I just wanna express so much gratitude for all of you that have been here present and supporting from near and far and engaging with some of the just incredibly beautiful people that I've come into contact with in my life. And it's been such an honor and a pleasure and a joy to be with all of you, with myself and with the guests who join us each week. So, so lovely. So thanks for checking in in the chat. Um, mm, thank you, Christian. I can understand that. Um, and Denise is gonna get to return to Costa Rica in three weeks. Lucky you, that's awesome. You don't mind bringing all of us or me with you. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. we're going to continue with a brief centering and then we will meet Charlie for some of you for the first time, some of you for the millionth time, who knows when you've known Charlie in your lives so I invite you in this moment to have a deep breath, to uh, have a nice exhale, deep breath in through the nose. If that works for you, relaxing exhale and gently close your eyes when you're ready. And any micro movements that you need to make to just settle in and feel present, there might be a stretch or a, you know, just sort of waking up your body in some way. And as you gently close your eyes, I invite you to tune in to what's happening inside in this moment. Just see what you notice. quiet and notice anything, any subtle or not so subtle sensations in your body. Maybe your jaw feels a little tight this morning, so I invite you to give it a little wiggle, opening and closing your mouth a little bit just to relax and feel free to express. As you breathe into your belly, allow it to expand. Notice if you're doing any holding there, any tightness in the belly, the hips. Good morning to those of you that are just arriving, just settling in with a brief centering. So any tightness you notice, I invite you to bring your breath to that space. and allow those spaces to soften and open. Wrap your loving heart energy around yourself. Couple more breaths all the way down to the root. Bring your attention to the earth beneath you. 
and open to receiving her energy. Allow it to seep into your own energy field through the bottoms of your feet, perhaps. Included in your receiving of the earth, I'm thinking again this week of the birds outside, just or for some of you inside, just invite you to receive whatever their contribution to you is this morning, known and unknown. And bring that in from all directions. And as you're allowing yourself to receive, I invite you to soften even more and receive even more. And again, known or unknown, anything that would block you from receiving, we can ask that energy to just release or be put aside in this moment. And then a nice deep breath in. When you're ready, maybe another little stretch, moving your body. And then I invite you to open your eyes and come on back. Yeah. Great. Maybe take a look around too and see all these beautiful faces. Welcome, Ellen. And welcome back, Maya and Robin. Still welcoming mom. Don't know who that is, but thank you for being here, mom. <laughs> welcome, Mitchell and Pat and JM. I'm not sure who that is either. Just good to see so many beautiful people here. Charlie, where are you on my screen? Somehow you went to a weird spot. I'm gonna try to get you back. <laughs> no, I can't get you back. There you are. <laughs> Can everybody see Charlie? No. Um, yeah, some people can, some people can't. So I don't have the spotlight feature on this particular device. Um, and I usually don't spotlight as you know, but if you want, if you don't have Charlie on your screen, well, you probably will once you start, Charlie starts speaking, but um, you can always, you know, highlight him or pin him or, or you know, anybody for that matter. Um, okay, so welcome, Charlie. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for, thank you for being here on the, the last daily intimacy too. That feels like so right. <laughs> So um, I'm sure most of you, uh, I know all of you received the, the um, information about Charlie that I sent out and I'm not in the habit of um, reading bios. So I'll let Charlie, you know, say whatever he wants to say, but I'll say for me personally that Charlie is a dear friend. And um, as of late, uh, we've been doing some really, for me, exciting, fun, miraculous, healing, uh, I already said fun, but I'll say very joyful um, things together, <laughs> workshops and, and, and uh, energy work. And for me, uh, learning a lot and using a lot of new tools that have been incredibly, incredibly uh, important and useful. And um, I've been saying to some people that are closer in to my life that there's a whole bunch of things going on, mainly with my children. And I think without these tools, I would be having a much harder time navigating it and probably more off center and more overwhelmed. And I actually, even though I said to Charlie this morning, I don't feel 
fully, but now I do when I'm in front of you, like, um, you know, grounded and, um, but wow, to be able to navigate some really tough stuff from, from this place feels really, really good. And I'm so happy to have Charlie come and share your version and, um, and also always looking forward to sharing more with my community. So, all right. So Charlie, anything you want to add about yourself? I didn't, you know. Oh, um, or dive right no. in whatever's present. <laughs> no, I don't need to talk about me. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's talk about you, all of you. <laughs> let's talk about who you be <clears throat> and um, who you can be. Mm. And who would you like to be? So First of all, it's delightful to be here with you, Robin, um, my dear friend. And um, thank you for inviting me here. And thank you for all of you for showing up today. And <clears throat> whatever brought you here today, what if what brought you here is your being? What if there is um, an inner knowing in you that you could rely on and trust that would always know. What's true for you, what's right for you, what's fun for you. And what if you could always follow that? Would you like that? Would that be cool? That sounds good. Yeah. Um, well, that's something that I've been spending time nurturing, um, encouraging, and um, drinking. <laughs> and so I want to share that with you today as much as possible. Um, Robin, you mentioned that there's tools you're learning and so forth and stuff we've been playing with and, and so forth. And it'd be great if I, we could share some of that with them and, um, and, uh, and they could use it in their lives. Um, and one of them would be where I just started. And that is, um, who would you like to be? And what if you ask that question of yourself today and every day? Who would I like to be today? Mm. And what if it's as simple as that? Now, if you notice, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions because um, I'm going to be presenting techniques that come from a variety of different um, modalities and approaches, but the major one I'm going to be drawing upon is access consciousness. And in access consciousness, they talk a lot about um, staying in the question. That when you're in question, you're always in opening up to more. You're always in the invitational space. You're always in the expanding space as opposed to the closing space. And when you're in answers or conclusions, you're in the closing space. And we don't have right or wrong on this. It's not like, oh, one is the right way to be and one is the wrong way to be. Because it's good to have answers. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that once you have an answer, you don't move from there. Once you have a definition of anything, that's what it is. That's your reality now. But when you're in question, then you're moving into whatever is possible or whatever is next. And so what is possible for you? There's a great question. 
Yes. What if you started every day with what is possible for me today? And when you ask questions, what I'd encourage you to do is to not seek answers. Because that'll just give you another conclusion. It'll just stop you. And there's nothing again wrong with that. But if you move from immediately from question to answer, you're back in another conclusion. So what's the purpose of a question then? The question of a the purpose of a question is to get more space, to create more space for you. It's not to create a, another box or another conclusion for you then to live your life from that, but it's to ask to receive greater space. So if you say, what is possible for me today? If you were to ask that question, what is possible for me today? What I'd like you to do is really right now, ask that question. If you haven't yet, say the question inside. What is possible for me today? And get a sense of the energy of that, not the mentality or the answer to that, but just what's, what's it like to ask that question? What is possible for me today? And see if it doesn't provide you with a little more, ooh, <laughs> a little like, oh, yeah. Like, sure. I'd like to move into possibility. That would be kind of fun. So, get the energy of what is problematic today what is problematic for me today <laughs> get the energy of that oh, say, that, say <laughs> that inside what is problematic for me today or what is the problem i have to solve today it's so heavy i can barely stand up i know if you said that 10 times you'd be like what is the problem i have to solve today what is the problem I have to solve today? But how many times, how many days do we wake up with that in our consciousness? What is the problem I have to solve today? And it either could be a problem like about yourself, like how fucked up am I and what do I have to solve about me today? <laughs> so that I can be a better person. I could maybe like myself if I could be a better person. <laughs> or what is the problem in my life what is the problem in my relationship I have to solve? What is the problem in my work I have to solve? What's the money problem I have to solve? What's the health problem I have to solve? What is, when you, we ask those questions and when we enter into looking at problems, we're not in any space where you could ever shift a problem. Because problems cannot be solved or shifted in problem consciousness. You know, Einstein said that any problem can only be solved at a level above the problem, not at the same level of consciousness the problem was created. <clears throat> so that means you have to move into greater space, you have to move into possibility. So if you say what is possible for me today, let me expand it a little bit for you. What if you said every day, what is possible for me today that's never been possible before? What is possible for me today that has never been possible before? Just get the energy of that. See how your body likes it. Does your body like that question? And I'm not suggesting that you have to, what is, let me give you another tool. <clears throat> and another tool that comes from access consciousness is, what is light for you is true for you. What is heavy for you is a lie. 
what is light for you is true for you. What is heavy for you is a lie. Meaning, remember when I started by saying, what if you could always know what is true for you? And what if you could always know what is right for you? And what if you could always know what is the thing for you to follow in your life? Would you like that? And what if it's as simple as just asking, is this light or heavy for me? And what if you could follow that in your life so that you followed the light and you stopped following the heavy? Stop following the heavy. <laughs> And stop following people who tell you to follow the heavy. <laughs> and how many times in your life have you been told since you were a little kid that doing hard things is what you need to do in this world to get ahead? And life is hard and you have to work hard. And it takes a lot of effort. And how light does that make you feel? And so a lot of us have been conditioned into a world of heaviness, problems, difficulties, challenges. You know, when we all became spiritual, we moved from problems to challenges. <laughs> so we just moved from one form to heavy to another form of heavy. <laughs> no, I got a lot. Of, I don't have many problems, but I sure got a lot of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> and I face my challenges all the time, damn it. <laughs> you know, we we moved we moved from problems to growth opportunities. <laughs> we did. Man, why did we do that? I got another growth opportunity I'm working hard on here. And I'm growing, man. <laughs> and what if we moved to possibilities and lightness and following the light and what is what if the light and the possibility for you for really you is completely unique in other words it's so simple because it's whatever is light for you not what's light for robin or Charlie, or Judy, or all the other people on there. Screw them. I mean, no, well, unless you really want to. But like, I mean, who cares what's light for them? That's them. We'll honor their lightness. But when have you started to honor your lightness? Your truth. Because there ain't nobody like you. There ain't never been anybody like you. And there never will be anybody like you. The, there's no one better to be you than you. <laughs> there ain't nobody better to be you than you. In fact, you're the only one who can be you. Yay. <laughs> and what if you followed that in this world? What, and what if you could really follow that? Meaning all you needed to know is what is light for me? Like, let's all go out to dinner and let's all get menus, all right? And what's going to be light for you for dinner isn't going to be light for me for dinner. Or maybe it is, but maybe not all the time, right? So, for instance, do you ever track your pH? Yeah. I did. I did for a whole year, every day, with little urine samples. I crack my pH to see foods like what foods like, you know, make your 
pH go up and what foods make your pH go down, you know, and so forth. And you know, red meat is usually acidic for most people. It's highly alkalizing for me. <laughs> My body finds it to be light. That may not be true for anybody else, or maybe not be true for you. Everybody is unique. What is light for you is light for you. And I'm really inviting y'all into really honoring that in your life. Truly honoring that in your life. Like if you just sat down and said, well, I know all the things line up about this decision. Like it's a, it's a good job. It pays well. I have a good boss. It's a good commute. But have you asked the question, is it light for me? And what after, after all the rationalities in your mind about what is, what the good job would be, it just doesn't show up as light for you. And what if you know something? What if your inner knower knows something about that? And what if you could trust that and then say, nah, it's just not light for me. Haven't you all somewhere in your life met someone who looked like or should be the right relationship for you? but it isn't light for you. No, that's never happened to me. <laughs> never happened, right? And maybe no. your friend said, but but, but he really, I mean, he'd be the perfect guy or she'd be the perfect woman for you, but it's not light for you. So the invitation here is really you, to you. It's about you. And that's why I started this thing. It ain't about me here today. It's about you. And it's about you really honoring you. And what if today was the first day of your life you committed to honoring you in a whole new way that you have never had before in your whole life and you're gonna start now and all of a sudden, all sorts of things are gonna start going much lighter and brighter and easier for you because you're gonna follow the lightness of you. And what is possible for you today that has never been possible before for you following the lightness of you. Mm. Say that again. I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> what is possible for you today that has never been possible before in following the lightness of you. Mm. And just see if that, if that, how, even that question, is that light for you? Does it bring in a sense of a little more space for you? A little more space for you to be you and not have to follow anything outside yourself. Not your husband's wives, partners, friends, teachers, medical personnel, practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncturists, homeopathy. You don't have to follow any of that unless it's light for you. And what if you could ask this question, is this treatment light for me? Is it light or is it heavy? And how would your body like you following the light? How would your body like you following the lightness? And how much have you imposed heaviness on your body in this lifetime? How much is your body that generous, sweet body who goes along and does just about anything you, you want it to do until it can't do it anymore, has had to follow you when you've made decisions that are heavy. 
and how much ease could happen in your body if you followed what was light for you. And how much ease could be in your body if you follow what is possible. And every day you ask, what is possible today that's never been possible before? And what's possible for me that's never been possible before? And what is right about me that I've never got before? What is right about you you've never got before? I'm asking you, what is right about you you never got before? And what if that's another tool you can use that you could ask yourself that question in any situation that you think you're a problem? What is right about me in this situation that I'm not getting? Because we're so conditioned into looking at the wrongness of ourselves. Rather than the lightness, the beauty and the truth of ourselves. So just asking this question, what is right about me that I'm not getting in this situation? Rather than what is wrong about me in this? And how much ease could be in your body if you just moved more into what is right about you? then what is wrong about you? And what if there's nothing wrong about you? What if there's never anything wrong about you? Despite what your parents may have suggested. <laughs> suggested. <laughs> They might have hinted that there was, they might have gave you a hint that there might be something wrong with you. Do you mean put in like an IV and stick it in, stuck it in your yeah, yeah, like They might have made, made that hint. <laughs> that there, there could be, there just might be something wrong about you, you know. They're, they're really big. And you should really be on the lookout for it the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> because if you don't look out for that thing, <laughs> you're going to really not only fuck yourself up, but you're going to hurt a lot of people <laughs> by all that wrongness in you, you know, and you're going to die a wrong person. So watch out for that wrongness in you and always like be sure to like keep it in mind. <laughs> Put the little pill in your drinking water every day. Really, keep in mind go. all the wrongness of you. And I mean, we're, I'm laughing, Robin's laughing, I don't know how many of you are laughing, but the fact is, is that we have all been living in a sea of wrongness. <clears throat> but starting with ourselves, Well, not everybody lives in a sea of wrongness. Everybody on this Zoom lives in a sea of wrongness. And the reason you, I know that everybody on this Zoom lives in a sea of wrongness is because you wouldn't be on this Zoom if you didn't, because you're trying to improve yourself. <laughs> you're trying to grow. And growers and seekers <clears throat> basically believe there's something wrong about them. <clears throat> seekers is the other uh, spiritual word, right? Yes. Yes, it's good to be a seeker because it means that you're working on your wrongness. <laughs> and that someday you'll be right. <laughs> if only if you really work on yourself and all those challenges and work on your growth opportunities, you'll get to a place someday where you'll be awakened. 
<laughs> because you will have defeated all the wrongness in you. You have transcended it or somehow healed it or released it or something. Fill in the blank with spiritual word. Yes. But you know, there are people in this world who are very self-righteous and they don't think of themselves as wrong. You probably all, do you ever know anybody like that? Ever, ever know anybody who, who, who believes they're right all the time and they don't question themselves. They're just right. They're, you know, they're right. They're, they believe in their rightness. That wouldn't be most of you on the Zoom here today because they don't come to things like this. They don't need to, you see, because they know they're right. But that isn't that isn't us. Those aren't those aren't our kind of people. In fact, we think they're the wrong people. <laughs> we judge them for being right. Yeah. And so we have a certain value in thinking we're wrong. Because the people who are wrong work on themselves. That's a little screwed up. That's totally screwed up. What if we could all just be in the lightness rather than the wrongness? And that the lightness is the truth and the rightness of you. So again, what is possible for you today that has never been possible before in knowing and following the lightness of you. And what if everything you think is a wrongness about you is actually a strongness of you? Now, you might have a lot of voices inside that goes, wait a minute, I don't know about that. I, I don't know, my wrongness is really a wrongness. What if it isn't? What if it is actually a strongness of you that got turned into a wrongness by somebody else and then you adopted it? What do I mean by that? Well, you know, when you were a little baby, <clears throat> when we were all little babies, we weren't thinking about the wrongness of us. We were just doing us, you know, like here's a hand and whoo, here's a foot. Let me see what I can do with my foot. I can put it in my mouth, you know? It's like, you know, you just sat there and you pooped and you're like played with things and, you, you know, you took a bug and you tried to put it in your head and, you know, you eight things and like you, you didn't know there was a wrongness about anything right until somebody made something about you too much too little too big too you were either too loud or too quiet or you cried too much or too little or you were too vivacious or you were too slow or you're too fast or something and something about you being you was turned into a wrongness. And then you adopted that, like, okay, so that must be a wrongness about me. But what if that thing that was turned to a wrongness is actually you and the strongness of you? And what if you could allow that to be your contribution to the world? Yeah, what if the thing that you call the wrongness of you is actually the possible contribution to the world you have that you're hiding? Wanna hear that one again? Yes, please. <laughs> what if the thing that you call the wrongness of you is actually your greatest contribution to the world that we all would could benefit from that you're hiding because you think it's a wrongness. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, indeed. That is a good question. 
ponder that a little bit. And I think I'm just going to stop here. Yeah, there may be people have questions or yeah. thoughts or comments or wonderings or whatever. And exactly. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Any, I I imagine there's some questions, and I wonder if anybody who sent me a question to has wants to ask that out loud. Just put me in the chat, and then unmute. And your question can be anything. It can be what. <laughs> <laughs> Could be anything. How does one discern what is hypocrisy and one's true self? That's a question from Sean. Sure, Sean. And then Laura has a question to unmute and ask. Okay, let me start with Sean's question. Okay, great. <clears throat> what if you didn't have to worry about that at all? Like, what if, what if that's not a concern? What if, what if so many things that we ponder tend to have heaviness to them because the question itself is a pondering. It doesn't give you enough lightness. So when we worry about hypocrisy, for instance, in the world and so forth, there's a heaviness to that. And does that provide lightness for you? If it does, I'm not saying it doesn't, I'm just saying, does that question provide lightness for you, Sean, or does it seem like a heavy thing to you? And if it's a heavy thing, it's mostly things that you have been programmed with that you have to ask and be concerned about in your life. But what if it's not really relevant to your life? Or if it is, if somebody's told you, you have to watch out about your own hypocrisy, that was their point of view that they projected onto you and that then you actually adopted as something you have to be concerned about about yourself. Like I have to worry about my own hypocrisy. I'm not saying this is true for you. I'm just saying there's a possibility that that somebody else projected a point of view about hypocrisy be onto you and then you had to be concerned about it or they projected onto you that you have to be concerned about hypocrisy in the world. Remember, you, what I'm saying is should. You should be concerned about these things. And most shoulds don't make me feel lighter. They make me feel heavier. And my pondering them actually doesn't produce any contribution to the world. It just makes me heavier. My greatest contribution to everybody, my greatest service is when I'm in my lightness and I'm in my joy and then I'm in my contribution because I'm giving it from the greatest space I can give from. I'm not giving it from my shoulds and my pondering and my heaviness. And I have no idea whether that was helpful or not, Sean, but it's what came up. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Uh, Laura had a question. I can read it or you can unmute it. Is, is it well advised to avoid difficult things and only do light and easy things? Would you repeat the question, please? <clears throat> is it well advised to avoid difficult things and only do light and easy things? What if you didn't have to be concerned about well advised? <clears throat> what if well-advised is, again, a projected heavy point of view that somebody put upon you at some point in your life that isn't you? You need to be well-advised in life. You need to be well-advised. Does that make you feel lighter or heavier? And like there may be voices in the well, in voices in all of us say, well, you just can't go around being light. Why not? Because, because you can't. Well, whose point of view is that? It mostly comes from people who lived in heaviness, who handed down that being heavy is somehow right and not being heavy is wrong. So I'll show you a very quick story, and that is in the sixth grade. I was in the back of the class, but the last name is Verge, 
And so V, you know, they lined us up alphabetically in the 50s. That's how you sat. I don't know how they sit in kids. But I was like, oh, Vogel, she, she and I sat. In, oh, you would have been great in class with me because we would have sat in the back and like, like, like screwed off a lot, you know? So I sat in the back of the class and like, I, it was great because I could hide back there. And I could also like, you know, pass little notes and make people laugh and so forth. And that's what I was doing one day. And I was making... Two, people, two kids next to me laugh a lot. And the teacher got really mad and said, there will be no laughing in this class. And the two kids like froze next to me and I just started bursting out laughing. Like for some reason it struck me so funny and I couldn't, you know how you get to the laughing when you're a kid and you cannot stop laughing? I could not stop laughing. And she said, Mr. Verge, stop laughing. And I, I just couldn't. I just it was like uncontrollable laughter. And I fell out of my seat and I was on the floor laughing. Well, she came down and she took me by the ear <laughs> out, of the, out of the floor, took me up, pulled me up to the front of the, the, the seat, took a pointer. They used pointers to point things out on the blackboard in the 50s and like put it over my head like she was going to hit me and said to the class, I want everybody to look at Mr. Verge. Mr. Verge will never become anything in this world. He is never gonna succeed in this world ever because he takes nothing seriously. Oh my God. Yeah. And that thing had a big impact on my life. Oh my God. At that point, I started feeling that all the lightness and all the laughter, I could almost cry about this, all the joy of that little boy shut down. That I needed to be more serious in this world. That I couldn't be the contribution that I was as a boy. Fun, joy, laughter. I had to be heavy and serious. And it took me years to get that joy back. Years to get that joy back. Anyway, thank, thank you. you for the question. <clears throat> Andrew, Charlie, thank you for that. And Andrew. Yeah, thank you for that, Charlie. That's brilliant. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, so here's a question, which is, uh, I've got this project I've been working on for a long time, and I, and I project it as being this, where there's all this light that, that happens once it's done, but there's all this heaviness between here and there. And so the question is, do you do, should I just follow the lightness and trust that it's gonna get me to that other side, or do I push through the heaviness? Yeah, great question. Thank you, Andrew. Um, <clears throat> well, of course, I wouldn't know. But what if you don't know? Like, what if you could trust that you know? And you know, sometimes we actually will do something that has some heaviness to it in order to get to a place of lightness. So for instance, I remember when I was thinking of going to graduate school, I didn't want to go to graduate school. It didn't feel particularly light to me when I thought about going to graduate school. But I realized that it would give me opportunities afterwards and that it would produce light on the other end of it. And so I bore something that was heavy, but it was a conscious choice. In other words, I chose it. No one else chose it for me. I made that choice because it was a light choice to move to, through heavy to get to more lightness. And, and no, it was nobody else's choice for somebody else. And there's been other times that I would choose not to do that. I would say, you know what? It's heavy. It's not something I want to enter into. And like, what if we never can make a wrong choice, Andrew? We've been all taught that you got to watch out for choice. And it's made us kind of paranoid about choices. Like, uh-oh, you don't want to make a wrong choice. Well, fuck all that. What if we could like make as many wrong choices and learn from them and that's the way you grow? Mm -hmm. Like what has happened to a lot of us have become choice phobic. And what if you can just say, well, you know what? It was light for me in the moment 
but you know, the universe is changing every single second. So you start off thinking like, well, this would be a great thing. I'm going to get married to this person because that looks light. <laughs> and three years in, that relationship is about as heavy as you can get. <laughs> you know, but then you don't stay with it for the rest of your life just because it was a light choice once and now it's heavy. Like we're always ongoing asking the question again and a new every day it's new. Is it still the right choice for me? Is it still the light choice for me? Is it still, and we all have to upgrade that all, all the time and have the courage to live our own truth, whatever is true for us. Yeah. So what I hear from that then is this idea of the choicelessness for me is the heaviness and that, you know, making an explicit choice might be the lightness. And then you can also ask what is possible for you to turn this into greater light, great, greater light, greater lightness than you have before. Yeah, that's a nice question. Mm. Thank you. Thanks. You bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if there's something heavy, you know, one of the things you can ask, and you don't want to change that at the moment, you can always ask is how can I make this lighter? Mm -hmm. Again, you're not looking for a cognitive answer, you're inviting in a space of possibility. Right. Sitting in that question. Yeah, sitting in that question allows for things to come into from the universe, allows things in that you wouldn't have anticipated. Because right. and that it's, outside, you can trust it's outside your mind. Right, and that you can trust in. And that you can trust. That's a, that was a good reminder for that last piece, actually. Um, John Fisher? Um, and yeah, really I just want to say it was... Um, Perfect freaking timing. So I just wanted to say something. So some people know that I'm moving to Western Mass or I'm considering whatever. And um, that experience, like the reason why all of a sudden is I, I experienced this, was it, I mean, lightness or this other just clear yesness, you know, yes in my body that, oh my, you know, and I just wanted um, just to share that. So it was like amazing when I got in late and you were talking about that. And that's what I was, um, that's what I wanted to say, that there's something, some clarity. Yeah, just wanted to say that. Thank you, for, thank you for everything. This is so, so good stuff and I appreciate thank it. Thank you. And, and you know, I love what you just said because one of the ways I think about this is that what if we could live in a, a yes, no universe for ourselves? Like we followed our yes. Like what things that show up as a yes. And they don't have to like be logical or they don't have to fit this world. Like it was just a yes for us. And what if you could go through life and just say, is that a yes or a no for me? And you don't have to use your mind and you don't have to like go through all the pros and cons and all the lists you make and so forth. Is it a yes for me? Because the thing that hits your body is a yes. If you follow that in your life, what would life be like for you? Thanks. Yeah. Next. <laughs> that was is beautiful. <laughs> when someone had asked earlier about like, well, how do I know if like, I can't feel it's heavy or light? And um, I don't know what you would say to that, Charlie, but um, I think there's subtle or not so subtle, but sometimes very subtle shifts <clears throat> in our energy in whatever way we perceive that, that gives an indication of light or heavy. Like somebody was saying like, well, what if you don't, you can't, like, you don't know, you can't feel it. Sure, and, and, and so what if you asked a question about that? What is possible for me to know what's truly light for me? <clears throat> mm. Say it again. What is possible for me to know what is truly light for me? <clears throat> because you know most of us have been so 
like I said, choice phobic and knowing phobic. You're not supposed to know for you. I know I was raised like with a lot of doubt. Like I'm supposed to doubt myself and my choices. And I'm not supposed to really know what's true for me. And so for a long time, like the whole thing about light and heavy, I don't know what's light and heavy. For, I, don't know. I, I would freeze even around the question. You know, I like, well, it's sort of light, but it's sort of heavy. And it's, you know, it's like, it's because I've been programmed to be like all kind of frozen up about what's truly light and what's truly, you know, because it was fretted with like, I don't want to make the wrong choice here, so I better, you know, and I would like ponder things, ugh, like ponder decisions and so forth. And um, so I started to ask the question, what is possible for me to know more clearly what is light for me? And what is possible for me to trust my knowing? Woo. Woo. Mm -hmm. What is possible for you to trust your knowing more than ever before? Because nobody else knows you more than you. Who better to be you than you? Now, this isn't something, you know, I mean, for instance, I've been working this for a while, working on this. I can hear my own voice. I've been playing with this for a while. <laughs> what if you played with it for a while? What if you played with it a while? What more space could you have for you playing with some of these questions? Mm-hmm. Yes. And just to say, because we're coming towards the end of the hour, is that, you know, for you, if you like some of these questions and you like playing with them, you might want to check out Access Consciousness because that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. Um, you know, accessconsciousness.com, there's lots of different, you know, classes and so forth that people can take and so forth. Um, if you want to, I'm, I run classes on this stuff. If you want to contact me, I'm running classes on this. Robin's getting into this stuff and Robin might run some classes on this coming up in the future or so. You know, this, there's resources here for all of you. If you like some of this stuff and you would like to expand yourself with some of these questions, these are some of the places you can go and um, explore and play. Mm, thank you. Thanks for saying all that. And also, I just want to mention, I also love working with people one-on-one -on -one this way. Mm. So if any of you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I work with people now, not on your problems at all. I'll turn any problem you bring me into possibilities and have you expand and expand and expand until you don't even know you have that problem anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's really a lovely way to do the work um, because it's just so totally focused on, on you. Right? And like- right. Yeah, what's possible what is that possible? you didn't know was possible <clears throat> in a session with Charlie. <laughs> Charlie is spirit therapy at AOL.com, yeah? It is. Okay, just putting your email in the chat. I'll, I'll be sending it out later, you know, with whatever you had sent me to send. Um, yes, there'll be a recording and I'll be sending that out later as well. Uh, I have two, two gratitudes. The first one is Charlie. Ugh, thank you. Just from the bottom of my heart and being for your presence in my life. That's, that's the thank you. Um, and for sharing so generously here today. Thank you so much. You guys, you can, you might have, you weren't really tuned into the chat, but then you, but I know you feel the energy. It's like, wow, so much is uh, percolating. So what a gift. And then the second is just my deep gratitude as I expressed in the beginning of for having this space for, for the divine creating this space and for to myself for showing up for it and, uh, and to all of you for showing up for yourselves and, uh, and being present and open to 
whatever comes. And um, yeah, stay in touch, stay in touch with me. Um, you know, look out for whatever's coming down the pike. Certainly uh, we are meeting monthly on Thursday evenings and we're meeting this week. Uh, this is the fourth Thursday. So if anybody wants to join us, there's time to jump in for this week. Um, that's the monthly um, learn and practice group. And um, whatever else comes down the pike, I, uh, I of course always love being with you. So lots and lots and lots and lots of love um, as you continue on in the next moment. Thank you. Feel free to unmute and uh, I can see all your beautiful expressions of gratitude and I really appreciate it so much by this experience. Thank you.